This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Restructor Von Disruptor. Yeah. All here, the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? Can I tell you, so yeah. we've had the updated version of our theme song, thanks to Opie the Poet, for years, right? Yeah. It still throws me to hear my name, because we did this for years before oh, right. without my name. Good point. And every time I hear it, it's still kind of like that's nice. Huh. You know, it's still a little it's surprise me. for me. It's nice. Actually, you know what? I need to outsource Opie the Poet, see if he wants to make a theme song for my new radio show, which is all me. Oh, just me. all you. All the time. Full throttle. All gas, no fucking brakes. Full tang. Yeah. Full show's, tang. Gonna be, show's gonna be full tang. There's no turning back. We'll have more on that later. But Ryan, how was your Christmas? Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, it was good. It was pretty low key. It was pretty low key this year. Nice. Um, I don't like the Christmas that falls on a weekend, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, the Sunday That's Christmas was weird. And then the Patriots playing on Christmas Eve was like snuck up on you all of a sudden on a Saturday. Yeah. What was this? I feel like there was a lot of it was uh I don't want to say I didn't mail it in. No okay. one in the family mailed it in, but it felt like I don't know. Like the girls were in school until Friday. So it was like, oh, boom, really? boom. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was like, it was just happened really fast. And then, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. There it is. I'll tell you what, I would ask, you know, what kind of, you know, gifts you got and stuff. But we're getting kind of older. So it's more like what kind of gifts your kids got that you can play with. And let me start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cece got like this marble run. She got two different marble runs. That is a blast and a half. Just said one of them's with like real marbles. The other one yeah. is like a bigger marble. It's almost like a marble's inside this like bigger plastic. So they right. shoot through like tubes. Jesus Christ, if that's not a good time. You I'm get like, it going from upstairs to downstairs. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna play with these when you're in bed. These are, these um, are the one thing. So there's a new game that my extended family is going crazy for. Have you heard of this game? Ticket to ride? No. It has something to do with trains. It has something to do with, I have no idea, but people are like losing it. their minds. And everyone I talked to is like, have you played it yet? And I said, no, but I've, you know, and then you got to play, you got to play, you got to play. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I just haven't, I don't, ha- I don't own it. So we got that. So I'm excited to play there you go. Ticket to Ride. Um, but other than that, I mean, I can't wear my kids rollerblades, but I can, you know, I can rollerblade with them. I don't own a pair. No since the infamous joke we're not gonna say the joke on air but the infamous joke that was told to me yeah. uh, at a formative age so yeah yeah um, right. after that 
Yeah. Or you could be like Rab himself and be uh, poop your pants while rollerblading. I could do that. The full was, was Cannonball Dookie. No, he wasn't Cannonball Dookie. Oh, no, he was just running full speed. No, that was he running was full speed. Running running full. Who was the rollerblade one? Oh, no, that was Rab and Ryan Dunn right behind him. <laughs> that was that routine. <laughs> yeah. Just jock straps going through. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. That's oh, yeah. With that, yes. Then CKY2K riding. Yes. That's great. Also, we have Tandem, huge... tandem rollerblading. Yes. Oh, it's the best. So we uh and by the way, I uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas out there. Happy Hanukkah and everything else, and hopefully have a good New Year's in a couple of days. Uh, fantasy football update. Normally we don't talk a lot of fantasy football on here. However, outside of a career night from Austin Eckler, which I guess is a puncher's chance, he's a good player. Yes. Outside of that, the Gentleman's Club Fantasy Football League, which is in like its twentieth year of existence, mm-hmm. is gonna have a Super Bowl between Rich Keefe and Ryan Davey. For the very first time. And again, I think Austin Eckler has to score something like 50 points. No, tonight. it's like, no, it's well, so we're non-PPR. Right. So it's standard scoring. He he needs to get 38 or something insane. Is now I, I let me look at so I don't think it's 50. Is it 50? It's close to 50. Because oh, okay. right now I'm up um 108 to 71. Okay, so what's that, 37? Oh, I was right, 38 30, yeah, 30, yeah, 38 points. You're right, 38 points. Which is tough, but basically that would be a three-touchdown game and like 200 total yards. Which, like... Seems unlikely, but again, Eckler had one game earlier this year that was fucking crackers, so like, I guess... <laughs> so I'm not out of the yeah. woods yet. Right. Yeah. But in other news, so I have also, in fantasy football news, made it to the finals of the first and now only... Yeah. Gresham Keefe fantasy football league. I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but that is very sore. But no, it's actually the second year of the Gresham Keefe fantasy league. I'll have you know, second year. It's, the, show. it's, it's the last we were on one. For two, we were on for two falls. So yeah, two falls. But if I win, I get the belt, and I, I, as far as I know, I keep it. Yeah, there'll never ever be a Gresham Keefe fantasy football league again. And it so. says Gresham Keefe on it, right? right? So that's I keep it. probably gonna be worth something. It's gonna be worth something. I would should I have bought this? Someone can pay me what eight hundred bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the radio hall of fame calls and say, "Hey, can we have that show?" No, we want that? You say no. You pay me. No. But saying, I'm excited. I'm excited that for the first ever, and you said like twenty years of this, the very first, yeah, ultra dork bowl. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. as hell for that. So that's mm-hmm. something to look forward to. And depending on the matchups and everything else. Maybe we'll do some sort of live stream if there if it comes down to Monday night or if it comes down to Sunday night or something. But we'll figure it out. I don't know what yeah, the I don't know out. who's in, who's out, and all that kind of shit. But very exciting stuff. All right, Ryan, we have more exciting stuff besides the topic you're sure to get. Come to. on, let's get, let's dive in. How about this news? This news is almost too good to be true news. Now, it came from a source that wasn't like, you know, StarWars.com. So I'm not 100% sure this is legit, but it made the rounds over the internet since our last episode. And that is friend of the show, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is We already knew she was going to be in the Ahsoka Tano show coming out. Apparently, she has been cast as Hera Syndulla. And if you watch the Rebel show, Hera is a fantastic and very important character. So if that's the case, holy smokes, am I excited for this. So now I have to watch Rebels. I've never watched Rebels, believe it or not. So two of my, well, so Ahsoka's in it a decent amount. Darth Maul's in it. Vader's in it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Sabine Wren is yes. one of my top five favorite characters. She is in this. She is going to appear at some point. This dude, uh, Ezra, he'll probably appear at some point in one of these shows. Rebels is good. I would say, again, sort of similar to Clone Wars. There is some skippable stuff. In fact, mm -hmm. the first season is probably the most, like, as you're watching, like, this is a kid's show. Like, this is, like, a real, like, which, again, that's what, that's what I think I watched, like, the first season and a half, and I was like, this yeah. is, like... I think, like, on my first go-through, just because I wanted to dive into some of the, like, the good stuff, I think I didn't, I think I skipped to the finale of season one and then watched the rest, and then, like, mm -hmm. I, I later went back and, and watched it, because there is some, you know, kind of cheesy, corny stuff. The Ezra character can be a little polarizing. I feel like he's just, like generic like young kid learning to be a jedi and he's got his issues so it's like that whole tired story but all of the other characters are really really good so i recommend rebels and uh, harris I, I Mula, Hera, it's, uh, Hera's really good character um and sh her name actually gets dropped in uh fuck which movie is it does her name get dropped in it's either episode three or four where they're like in like the actual live action movie yeah. when all the rebels are like running around doing something. There's like a, a Harrison Dula to the deck, Harrison Dula to the deck. Like they name, they drop name dropper. So there's a good little connection there. Ah, DC U news. So James Gunn, as we've discussed many times in the podcast is now overseeing, he and another dude are overseeing all of the DC movies and TV shows and everything going forward. He apparently had a meeting with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and The Rock was the one that broke this news. Then James Gunn confirmed it. But Black Adam is not in the plans, at least for, I think they referred to it as Chapter 1 of the DCU. Uh, he's not going to be in the plans ever. No. They're not going to bring this guy back in eight years because everybody wants Black Adam back. But, but he's listen, also like in his 50s, right? I yeah, mean, that doesn't like... No, I know. He's 50? He's probably 50. I mean, fuck, we're almost 50. I know. <laughs> He's got to be <laughs> close. Uh, but this, again, we, we hit on it a little bit last week, and then it was like confirmed that he is not at all involved in the future of the DC movies. It's like, what a miss. What an absolute disaster. Black And the movie, again, wasn't a giant pile of shit, but it just, it was like fine, and that movie couldn't be just fine. And, and his performance was probably below average. And now he's like not in the not in the plans at all. Like that's yeah. wild. So I binged it. He's exactly 50 on the nose. Oh, happy birthday. Um yeah. So not not to the day, but he is 50 years old. But um yeah, I think given the landscape of what comic book movies have become, I mean, you needed to do better than that. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but you need to do better than that. And like you said last week, the way he hyped it up. Oh my god change the landscape of the blah 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 like shut up like it didn't it didn't do any of that it didn't do shit you I didn't do, do shit. shit fucking dog shit <laughs> terrible so, uh, yeah I'm I'm cool with that and I'm sure he's like look I gave it a sh I gave it the old college try but I'm he gave it a fucking go which I give him credit I guess at least for that uh apparently we're going to get the flash trailer during the super bowl so if you weren't going to watch the super bowl before now there's good reason to check it out and it's probably going to be at the end of a quarter i would say <laughs> probably just get the people uh ramped up and so yeah. i still get, they're going on with ezra miller apparently at least uh, i mean he they did it with now they did it with one of the most bankable movie stars in the world could ezra miller just be one and done probably yeah yeah they're gonna flashpoint it they're gonna daze a future past it and just be done with him but I think for this universe, 
wouldn't you say like Black Adam, you you can just like move on from the character, whereas like yeah. Flash, you need to recast him. Like the Flash you, has to be a part of the DC universe. And they're gonna probably introduce that Flash in this Flash. Yeah, you could. You could do yeah. or like the also like doesn't have to be Barry Allen. It could be Wally West, and you can kind of go from there. Be, so. and, and that's that's the great thing about this is they yep. can kind of wipe this like slate clean. And I was getting the feeling anyway before James Gunn took over that they were gonna do like a soft reboot with the flash. Yeah. Because you have to do flashpoint. And again, like I think, by the way, I was reading James Gunn, like put out like his plans for the next justice leagues. They sounded pretty good. I trust him. I just think he has so much to, to overcome, but I feel like he made the suicide squad. And he was like, I know suicide squad came out. I'm going to take what I want. I'm going to make mm -hmm. the best movie possible where it's going to kick ass. And we're going to go from here. And he's like, not really worried about the other shit. So I think that's what he has to do. And I think it's going to be up to like the audience to realize that, Oh yeah. Like man of steel and Batman V Superman and even wonder woman and Aquaman probably don't matter. Or at least I, I don't think they're going to matter going forward. The police said they just don't, they don't matter. Babysitter. Um, but you got to, you gotta what's the most compelling storyline that could go with now? It has to be injustice, right? Yeah, that's one of them. Which is crazy because that's like yeah. where that comes from. But that I mean, that to me is the best DC storyline I've other than Flashpoint. I was gonna say I do love I love Flashpoint, and then uh, like all the Batman stuff is sort of a side. And then I know right. there was that one report that they might try to maybe or at least have the conversation of bring Robert Pattinson's Batman into this, which don't leave it alone. Leave just, it. Leave it separate things, please. I don't. I don't need them to be the same. I'm thing. sure that was like a. Forgive the term, but it was like a what if, and then people yeah. just don't. <laughs> but I know. But I know Matt Reeves is in the building with all of these discussions as well. I know mm -hmm. that he's involved in these discussions because, like, the Reeves verse or whatever they call it, and yeah, how the, I know he's in the discussion. But if I were him, I'd be like, just fucking let me do my own thing. We'll do our own thing. I, I'm doing great. Just like yeah. doing great. I got it. <laughs> great. Yeah. I'm great. You're great. Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. uh top gun maverick is streaming on paramount plus for those of you that have not seen it yet of course one of the uh, nominees for dorky for best picture 2022 i need to talk about this movie briefly because i did myself a wild disservice um last week you watched it and on i know phone. sorry you watched it on your phone i did not watch it on no. my phone i watched it on my home tv Okay. Um, I cannot, it doesn't matter the character's name. Um, but the Jennifer Love Hewitt Award. Oh. I completely fucking whiffed on one of my all time your Jennifer to if what Jennifer Love Hewitt is to you, mm -hmm. Jennifer Connolly is to me. And I completely fucking biffed that. Whiffed. Yep. She was she was great in that movie. She, she is great. always great. In every always film. in everything, yeah. everything. See yeah. career opportunities when she puts the quarter in the little mechanical horse. You do that and you tell me. Could have been her. You also tweeted out too that you saw Black Panther and one that I I missed on Nakia. because I did watch yeah. the movie. I did like the movie, and I mentioned at the time, but Lapita Nyongo played by uh who played Nakia in the movie mm -hmm. definitely should have been on the list. I mackerel. Holy man, and one of the most strikingly beautiful human beings on the planet yeah right now and yeah. a tie-in here with glass onion yes so i can't get my head around that 
how that worked, but we'll get, we'll get in the we'll get yeah. into the topic du jour in a little bit. Uh Avatar 2 apparently is doing really well at the box office. And I don't say this to be uh like a hot take artist or anything like that. But we talk to a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like in, in, this podcast has a reach of millions across this globe. There's like a couple people that are like, yeah, I'm interested in this. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it's one of those movies that you don't know anybody who loves the first one. It's almost become a joke onto itself. Like, nobody loves the first one. Everybody's seen it. Nobody loves it. Nobody was dying to see this one. I've talked to people that are like, yeah, I'm going to see it. I like seeing cool movies in the theater. Great. Like that's a great experience. I'm sure a lot of our listeners like seeing cool movies in theaters. Why you even made it your made your way to this podcast? But nobody really gives that much of a shit about Avatar, and yet this is also apparently going to make a billion dollars. I, for me, for you, dog, like I am past the point where like spectacle matters to me all mm -hmm. that much. And I, from the the bits and pieces I got from people were like, one, you got to absolutely see it in a theater. Like this is the type. But it's like all spectacle. No, like I could tell you right now what the story yeah. is. Yeah, but you it know? looks cooler. And I guess to their credit, and like James Cameron's been like outrageous with some of his comments. Oh, eat to his shit, credit, this guy. I know. But in this day and age, a lot of movies and even TV shows look great. Mm -hmm. But this one apparently even stands above that. So you got to at least kind of tip your tip your little forty seven brand cap to that which I'm sporting right yep. now. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I just, I don't love him either, but I'm just saying, I know, but just the guy who just fucking sniffs his own farts. And I would love yep. to bring James Cameron into the du, du jour as well. Okay. Um, once we get there, because it, believe it or not, there is a tie in with the du jour for me, for you. So wow, there's a lot of tie ins here. I got a lot I, of tie ins. We got to, I got to bring back. This is called the big market. Team. Are they people to keep listening? Huh? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. I'm uh, not really spoilery. No, it's okay. not spoilery at all. Yeah. No. All right. Well, that's all the news. That's a lot of good, got a lot of good stuff in there. So, right, let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. Oh. Right, right, what do you have? So what I have is we are officially in, after the holiday season, um, we are in officially kind of like a video game lull right now where nothing's coming out for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. And there are some great end-of-year sales going on right now. By the way, if you have, you fuck, promise me when you have this, you will play Fallen Order. It's $7 right now on PlayStation Network. It's $7? Seven $7. Well, Jordan, who's in the chat right now, who does our uh, year in review episode, mm -hmm. he told me he just has it and he just give it to me. And I was like, well, all right, but I don't have time. I'm still I haven't even beaten God of War yet. I would stop what you're doing and play Fallen Order because with Ahsoka coming out and with this character, Cal Kestis, like you need it's all canon. OK, like you need to like all right. this. is This is as close to like a must play. The, the shit ties in okay. tie ins everywhere. But anyway, the like um, like canon. Yeah. Um, so I started playing a game called Evil West, which is pretty good. More Midnight Suns, which is the game itself is super fun. I will tell you the writing of this game is dog shit. It is <laughs> awful. Like, so the way the game's set up, I think it's really cool. You get, you meet characters and you like build relationships with them. And like, the more you work with somebody, the, it's kind of like ultimate Alliance in that okay. way. 
but it's like turn-based. So it's a little bit of strategy there. So it's actually super fun, but the writing and the voice acting is fucking horrible. <laughs> Correct. Um, uh, oh, and so what I'm playing right now, uh, High on Life, the Squanch game, Justin Roiland game. I gotta take a squanch it's over here. It's not even fucking close. This is the fun, one of the funniest games I've ever played. Oh wow! Okay. It's basically like so you have these guns that are they talk to you right. as you're, and one of them's named Knifey, and he's an Australian accented knife who just wants to kill everything, and just like swearing at you the whole time. And it has that like obviously it has that Rick and Morty feel where everything's kind of improvisational. Mm -hmm. So you'll just be walking. And like your gun will just start talking to you I like it. and like telling you things or like you'll pass by conversations. Like there's one, there was like a traffic jam and it's basically two guys just yelling, fuck you at each other. It's like, fuck right. you. No, fuck you. No, <laughs> fuck you. Like, like, fuck you. Like, so they're just like going back and forth. And the, the two guns I have right now, the first gun you get is obviously voiced by Justin Roiland. Who's like the mm -hmm. pistol. And then I get this shotgun who I had no idea is voiced by JB smooth. Oh, really? <laughs> Fucking awesome. Like, and it's him just like riffing the whole time. There's this That's alien amazing. who's living in your house named Gene. Yeah. And so the I haven't gotten that gun yet, but I know there's a gun voiced by Tim Robinson. Yeah, Dave in the chat says Tim yeah. Robinson. So I mean that's that's incredible right there. Yeah, it, and it, it has that it has like that Rick and Morty loose. It has a story, but like the, the, the dialogue yeah. is so improv. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? And the, the movie's overly, like, gro I mean, the movie, the game is, like, overly grotesque and, like, way more vulgar than it needs to be. But I, awesome. I fucking love it. I That's absolutely great. love it. So um, it's only Good. out right now for PC and Xbox. So, like, you can't play it right now. But That was my question. Yep. Um, okay. uh, it looks maybe it'll be come, coming soon or whatever. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. High on All life right. is fucking uh look even right now. Um I haven't finished it yet. Five out of six right now. All right, pretty good. Very good. Uh all right, let's get to this then. Y'all ready for bisque? Topic is your time, Ryan. I don't know what that is. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today it is the film Glass Onion, a knives out mystery, rated right PG 13. It started in theaters, it is now streaming on Netflix. It's got a runtime of two hours and 20 minutes. And right now on Roddy T's, it's rocking dual 93s. 93 mm -hmm. from the critics, 93 from the audience. We begin as we do with all of our TV and movie reviews. Spoiler free. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Ryan, did you like it? Yes. Hey. Did you like it? Kinda. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, like a, I'm a real kinda... And I think it kind of goes into, I liked Knives Out, like, enough, but everybody I talked to liked it more than I did. Like, okay. to the point where I was like, am I missing something from Knives Out? And then I watched this, and I saw a couple of reviews. I haven't really talked to too many people about it, but everybody seems to be really high on it. I'm like, fuck, did I miss something here? Like, I like the idea. I love a, I love a whodunit, sure as do. you know. I like a good ensemble cast. I like that. Thought it was fine. Thought it was kind of like a mid type of movie for me. Well, I think one of the things that I struggled with within like the hit it. Oh, I should have it. it longer. Yeah. Sure. Um, 
I, for the first like part of the movie, I wasn't really into it. And the more like an onion, the more you peel back, the more like you start to, I, so it was a weird take on a whodunit a mm-hmm. little bit, but I think it more of it worked than it didn't. Did you like knives out a lot? I did. Yeah. Again, most people did. And again, it's more, it's better than like shit. It's like, oh yeah. But like knives out in this, uh, I don't know which one I liked better. Maybe slightly knives out, but I like knives out slightly more than I did. I okay. like knives out more than I like this. But like going through, I've seen now 60 movies that have come out this calendar year. Mm-hmm. And this is in the top half, but it's on like the low end of the top half. Like really? I just, yeah, I thought I was waiting for something more. And I, in spoilers, I have a couple of reasons why it kind of was like a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe I can be talked out of it. Maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know. I'm curious what, what other people thought as well. So if you're in the chat, you can hit us up. Let us know what you thought of it. If uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at Dork Podcast, or you want to email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. I am curious uh, what people really liked about it. Some of the best whodunits I've ever seen. First of all, Clue. Clue is an Clue. amazing. I think I think Clue is the gold standard. Yeah. Clue's um, of, it, in terms of movies like this, because I think in order for it to be a whodunit, mm-hmm. you need like an ensemble ensemble yeah. cast. You yeah. need, and they need to be kind of like in one location. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the. That's the, the that's the one. That is the number one. I actually one of the reasons why I really like all of the Scream movies is they themselves are also whodunits. Yes, like they have a big ensemble. They have the whole thing where a number of characters have a motive. There's killings throughout, and you're like, who is it, or which two people is it? And I think they do a better job than even this because that was one of my criticisms of Knives Out was, I think they wanted it to be more of a whodunit than it really was. And there, there was one thing that I disagreed with in the filmmaking. Pro- we'll get to it in spoilers, yeah. but like okay. that. And I think this is the reason why you feel that way. And okay. I think I can pinpoint yeah. it. Um, but some of my other favorite whodunits, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which mm-hmm. is Robert Downey Jr., uh, Val Kilmer. It's a Shane Black movie. That movie's fucking awesome. Yep. Usual Suspects, which is a whodunit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I didn't think Seven is. Seven's a thriller. Because there isn't enough, there isn't a big enough cast. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. Like it's it's a who done it in the sense that the two police officers are they they don't know who done it, but it's not right. like the audience members are like, it's oh, more, that, random that person. could be a yeah, mystery, yeah. that could be a thriller, yeah, 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 that could be whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I would consider a who done it. Ooh, one of my favorite films of all time. So yeah, right. let me put that on the top. And Maybe that's why I, I like it so much. I think I think one of my favorite who done it's of all time is a Ryan Johnson movie called Brick. If you haven't seen Brick. Which no, is Ryan Johnson. It takes it's a whodunit that takes place in a high school with like high school kids. And it's oh, is that Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yeah, I, I fucking I love that. that. I love that movie. That movie's intense. I have yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so those are just a couple of mine. But um, this one, I, Knives Out, I would put if I would do a top six. I think Knives Out would round out my top six of whodunits. Yeah, okay. Um, this one, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I liked it, but it's not like yeah. my favorite. No, that's fair. So some of the strengths of the movie, I do think. Like the cast is really good. And like when you see all those names on a board or when you see like the, the trailer for it, you're intrigued by it. And the performances are good. Like Edward Norton, Edward Norton's one of the 10 best actors probably of the last 20 years, right? Just ask him. 
I guess he's a world class asshole too. Really, he's a piece of shit. Like the character, yeah. and maybe he wasn't even acting for this movie. Yeah. He was just played himself, but uh, he was good. Um, trying to, like it looked really cool, right? Like where they were, mm -hmm. they're on like a remote island. Like it's a rich guy, so like some of the fucking technology and shit, like that, that all looks cool. I thought that was sort of a strength of it. Some of the weaknesses of it, though, to me, like I don't know. I kind of thought a lot of it was somewhat predictable too, like similar to Knives Out, where I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I'm and maybe they maybe they think that you're waiting for a twist and they're banking on that or whatever. Not not even a twist. That not not a twist, but just that you're not going to be able to figure out who it is. And you're like, yeah, no, I kind of saw that coming the whole time. Yeah, and there was there were hints at it along the way. And this was um, what I liked about Knives Out too is a little bit grittier. Like it was still light, but it was a little grittier than this. This one was it in in setting, in tone. Like this was super bright like i felt like this was like way a little too light hearted mm -hmm. if that makes sense um uh, this one here i think i know why yeah i think i know why they were, yeah. they were forcing a few a few jokes mm -hmm. i do think though the last one had more i don't know if compelling characters is the right word but at least more characters that you kind of cared about yes this one had less or none of characters that you really cared about Maybe I had a couple. Okay, had a couple. Oh, you had a couple. Uh, would you refer to this as a must see? Um, no. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater for it. But a home free movie on Netflix, like again, not bad. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll take that. I'm curious, what is your dork score? Um, after talking with you just briefly right now, I had it in my mind. I think I'm going to stick. It was between a four and a half and a five, and I think I'm going to go with a four and a half. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's not. Yeah shit your pants good it's it's no. if you if you in the mood for kind of a light kind of quirky um but makes you think more than you th i thought about this movie a lot after the fact so okay. i give it a four and a half yeah i was thinking of going like the limpest four ever but i think mm -hmm. i might go like it you know rock hard three and a half Oof. So yeah yeah three and a half so four and a half for davy three and mm -hmm. a half for me if you're in the chat, let us know one through six. I'm curious what some of the other scores are. Uh, like, I think I had it like above Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Badness, but probably like a similar score. I think I think mm -hmm. I gave that a three and a half. So it's better than that. It's probably better than Black Adam, but it's not to me. Yeah. So in the in the chat, we're getting similar. Three and a half, soft. Oh, soft five. Soft five. Oh, half, right. Three and a half. Three and a half. All right. So yeah. So give or take. No, but oh, limp three and a half. A limp three want, and a half. Okay. You don't want that. That's from Bob. You don't want that one at all. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's what we got. Continue to send those in. Same on Twitter and Instagram. If you're listening to this after the fact, I'm curious what you guys thought. Because again, critics and audience, at least on Roddy T's, 93%. People think, like, the reason why I held off on putting our, uh, tweeting out our top 10 movies of the year individually was I was like, well, this has a good chance to be in both of our top 10s. Yes. It's not in mine. Did it crack yours? Did it bump anybody out? No. Yeah, because you sent me your 10 before. So, yeah, none of you, you liked all those 10 better than you. Okay. Yes. That's what I figured. All right. Anything else non spoiler on uh, Glass Onion? No, let's get to it. Spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. Yeah. So, let's start with Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc. I think this is one of my somewhat hangups on it again i think he's good 
but I think people go nuts for him. Like the, mm-hmm. just the reaction you see on Twitter, it's like he's one of the greatest movie characters of all time. And like to me, he just he just isn't. Like I I enjoy him. I think he's good, but I'm not like oh man, I can't wait to see what this guy does next. Like he doesn't when he's on screen. I'm not like captivated. Like it seems like a lot of other people are. And like it was weird because this felt like a little bit wes anderson like his clothes were kind of super whimsical like he had like yeah. all those stripes and the neckerchiefs and it was just kind of like <laughs> yeah. and i get it that yeah. like that's the way it's supposed to be kind of like a throwback in that way but it was a little too whimsical i think for yeah. me um yeah. but one of the things that i think here here's a question if you were to say in knives out who is the main character in knives out uh Ana de armas Right, like you knew, who's what the main character? Person. Who's the main character in this movie? Yeah, I I would probably say uh, Janelle Monae's characters. Maybe spoilers. I would say her and two so characters. Yeah, or maybe one of, the, one of the strengths I felt that Knives Out was that this ace detective was kind of in the background, like kind of mm-hmm. watching things happen in front of him. Um, and you didn't get that in this movie, and there were reasons that reasons why. Mm. Um, I think you didn't get that. Um, and he was kind of more front and center, but I think if, if we were to do another one of these movies, I would love that character, the Benoit Blanc character to kind of size up the room a little yeah. bit. And I think we're into spoilers now. So like, Go ahead. he'd already done it. He'd already done the work. Mm-hmm. So like he knew who everybody was, he knew everybody's motive. And I think the thing with the Janelle Monet character characters, now that we're into spoilers, Mm-hmm. You got that twist too early. Yeah, Way too early. And I kind of call me crazy. I feel like twin kind of lame. Twin and the other twin kept extensive journals. So you could, they landfilled it. Yes, they did. They landfilled it. And she's like, I will listen to how she speaks on all of her TED Talks. And you're like, oh, Christ. But she had these extensive journals. So she, yeah. not only did Benoit Blanc know everyone's motivation, she knew everyone else's too. So it was like they were kind of working together, but they didn't have to. But also, like, and the the premise of this too is that uh, Ed Norton's character Miles Braun is friends with all. Of, they call themselves the Disruptors. They've been best friends for ten years. So, yeah. and there's like a throwaway line at the end where Kate Hudson's character is like, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, uh, Andy mentioned that she had a sister or whatever." But like, if they really know her that well, and like Ed Norton's character was like with her, although I guess Ed Norton's the one character that knew that that wasn't her. Like when I don't know, I just feel like the twin thing is just a fucking lame, poor like poor writing or lazy. It's, all, it's lazy, but it, it's lazy, but it's also lazy in the sense that like it came like an hour and a half into the movie. There was still like an hour left of the movie. True, it was super early on. It, yeah, it was, so like uh, you still you now the audience knows that, and you're like, yeah. well, this is kind of dumb. Well, and speaking know? of dumb, that was the other problem I had with the movie was Edward Norton's character. Miles Braun, I feel like was an obvious guy. So like Chris Evans was kind of obvious in Knives Out, but mm-hmm. Ed Norton to me was more obvious in this. And the whole thing was like uh Benoit Blanc saying how dumb he is, how dumb everything he's doing is, how dumb like it just nonstop like dumb 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 dumb. I'm like, yeah. I would rather watch a smart movie. I would rather watch something that's like I didn't think of. Like I don't need like the laziest, boringest, dumbest shit going on. See, I was going to think I thought you were going to ask me, do you think this movie was funny? Mm. And my answer might surprise you. It's not. <laughs> because, no, because I, and I, I'm going to soapbox it. And like as someone said, I'm, I'm going to smell my own farts for a little bit here for a right. second. This movie's a satire. Mm. Like, like hands down, like on the surface, you get kind of like this um, 
you know, kind of like whodunit and kind of like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of blah, blah, blah. But if you get past that, what they're talking about, and again, this is a little soapboxy and it's a little fart sniffing that like these mediocre white guys who have all this money, like you think of like Elon Musk or someone mm -hmm. who has all this money and thinks he can do everything and thinks that like, I figured out the, you know, the world energy crisis when it's like, it's super fucking dangerous and you're going to kill everybody, but it doesn't matter because you want to do the thing. Yeah. Right. And the person he leapt over in order to do that just happened to be a black woman. Mm. And the people who are left in his wake, these people who these sycophantic people are mostly women and mostly, you know, so there's that like aspect of it. So I think that in a sense was a little bit clever. Like, yes, it was stupid. You're supposed yeah. to see, he kept yeah, yeah, using yeah. words that don't exist. Yeah. He had this idea. And again, this is the fart sniffing portion of it. Like the whole thing with the Mona Lisa. Yeah. I found fascinating because Anyone you sit, who's gone to the Louvre and seen the Mona Lisa, they're like, it's not that great. But the Lonely Island has that song and the right. pop culture thing was like Mona Lisa sucks or whatever. It's but it's the b idea behind the Mona Lisa and talking to a, a dear friend of mine because I said this to her. She passed away this past summer, and any chance I'll talk to her about her being an art historian, I will. I will talk about my friend Kate. I asked her about this once, and she said it's not the painting; it's the work that it took. And she started telling me about how like Da Vinci was going into morgues and looking at like muscles in like cadavers faces and like kind of get smiles right and all the work that went into it and it makes sense that this character doesn't give a shit about any of that he just wants that painting that most expensive priceless right. painting in the world doesn't give a shit about the work that and like so his character his friend who was the scientist yeah who was doing all the work for him like he didn't even give a fuck about that guy just do what i tell you to do i think there was one time he's just like just do what i fucking tell you to do yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. with the with the hydrogen energy or whatever he's mm -hmm. like just fucking do it it's already done right you know no, so it's it's true i mean i guess that's why they were doing it but it was like uh he he was the one that had the most to lose like the whole thing when, they, when they're setting it up and then when they reveal that like the, the twin thing and you're like all right so she's already dead so it's a new one and you're like well who like who would want her dead and you're like fucking clearly he would like clearly, very, he would. clearly the most would, right. would be him um and then some of the other shit that, that he's up to. Uh, Jordan in the chat mentions it. I agree. I think one of the best parts was when uh, Benoit Blanc, there was supposed to be, so again, it's a little like Inception where there's like a murder mystery within a murder mystery within right. a murder mystery. And so they, they're, the whole idea of going to this island is they're going to have a murder mystery and uh, it's supposed to take all weekend. And then at the dinner, Benoit Blanc just solves the entire thing. Well, and he even pre preempts it with like, are we, did we start yet? Do we start? Can we go? And he's he's just what like, do we win? He's like, what do we win? <laughs> like an iPad or something. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't need anything, but like, I don't know, like an iPad. It's like, sure, you can win an iPad. I love that. He's like, sure. And then he's just like, fine, I'll give you an iPad. I give and then fuck. I love when he fucking throws the air iPad at him. Yeah. Like, no, I don't really want that. I just wanted to like. <laughs> like, nope, you won. You won an iPad. Well, he's like, well, you said somebody win. I was just curious, like, what we got. Yeah. He like called the whole thing out and like, or that was... so that part was, was pretty good. I thought the winner was going to get the Mona Lisa. Oh, interesting. Like yeah, that to me would have been like the. That was also getting like a little annoying. Like I know they had to drive home the point, but it was a little annoying that like every time anything happened, the shield would go up on the Mona Lisa, then it would come down, then it would go up, and then it would go down, then it would go up, and then there's like the dinging, and you're like, all right, we got it, got it, got it. But like it. at the same time, like that just speaks to the stupidity because like just fucking leave it up, like someone or leave it down, do one or the other. But like any noise, right? Like, and the other thing too that the hourly like the bong, yeah, like. The fact that he had Philip Glass 
like you know do that for him and whatever like and also like for a billionaire and he's on his own island the fucking place was not that good looking like no, you know what I mean? no. like it looked like shit but i think that's the idea stuff. i do i agree with like that. to him it's like oh but yeah, everyone else is like this house is kind of a like it looked like shit like inside it had just had all those like glass shit everywhere terrible it was stupid and, just, but i think again that's yeah. the that's the point like the yeah. point is like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing you know uh matthew in the chat is a good point too like they went heavy on like the celebrity like the real life celebrity references they were like there was an anderson cooper party there was the jeremy yeah. runner hot sauce there was the jared leto uh spike to uh what is it habuska what is it what the fuck is it called oh uh yeah kombucha kombucha like all that like they just get, and, they, and they like they name check those guys all like multiple times and you're like okay but right. see and this is this is me to me like that's again it's satire it's spoofing those things no. but at the same time like everyone in this movie is in that world so like that that's why to me like if it was a bunch of like if it was an independent movie where like some bunch of like no name actors yeah like no. that would have worked it's all super famous people yeah I'd be like you're fucking james bond <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like you're you're Kate, like you're kate hudson you're dave patista like yeah. you, you're you're in this world that's what i was looking at i'm like so you had in this movie you had james bond you had the incredible hulk you had agatha harkness you had drax and you had colleen wing well, that's not bad and she i thought and you had so, fucking ethan hawk and hugh grant out of nowhere just for no reason right mm -hmm. um i did think though that the regardless of the writing i thought janelle monet was fantastic in this she's movie. great and I didn't know who she was until a couple of years ago. She was on an episode of Sesame Street and she was singing a song or something. And she sings and she she does Fantastic. kind of like a James Brown kind of like throwback R&B act. She's fucking awesome. And I was going to tie it in. She dated Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, they I was dated. Kind of, really? Yeah, could that Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Like um well, good for them. And uh what else was gonna? Oh, I was gonna tie like so. Basically, what I was tying with the James Cameron thing too, since I'm doing my tie-ins now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the Edward Norton character is like a fucking James Cameron. Like he thinks that like he owns the I'm king of the world, whatever the fuck he said at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, the king of the world or whatever. Like he thinks he's he's the fucking king shit. Like you're not, yeah. you're not that clever. No, like Avatar isn't that. No matter. And again, no, you're not. taking credit for ten years of work that other people did. Like all of that spectacle. Like James right. Cameron didn't do a lick of fucking special effects work. That's on the backs of other people. No, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like true. fuck him for that. Uh, another thing I didn't love, and again, movies are either going to choose to use this or choose not to. But just any kind of COVID thing is annoying to me. Like the fucking masks and the tests and shit at the beginning. But I do love that they they Ethan oh, Hawke giving you the spray. And he's like, no, you're good. You're good now. No, you're good now. Because like obviously the richest guy in the world has the cure for it. Yeah. Like, no, how, about Ethan, how about Ethan Hawk just being in there for a minute? That's what I'm saying. Like him just for like spraying people in the face mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love that Kate Hudson's character, Birdie, was wearing a mask. That, that mask that wasn't a mask. It was like yeah. a Louis Vuitton like chainmail thing. That, you could like, like see right through her. Mouth. Yeah, yeah. So her character, like I thought there was a couple times where it was pretty good, but it was one where they went for so many dumb jokes. They're like, she's so dumb and she's so offensive, and she's just the famous girl that they Jennifer Henrik even makes a joke in there she's like we're just gonna do the thing where you like give a half apology and stay quiet for a while then come back like there was too many like 
I don't know. They went over the top for her being like so dumb. Like she didn't know what a sweatshop was and like that kind of thing. Like, okay. Yeah. But I do love, but like, again, you know, these vapid, you know, ultra rich people ha- are completely out of touch. Like it's so, yeah. I, and I know it's like a little on the nose that you thought a sweatshop made sweatpants. Yeah. But also I love the idea that, you know, um, there's, there's just this if you have the right backing if you have the right people in your corner in this yeah. country it doesn't matter yeah, so that part was smart where it was like all right they're all friends with ed norton yeah. because like they're all getting a lot from him and you had a politician in Catherine hahn's character you had a scientist in leslie odom's character you had a whatever the fuck kate hudson is just like a, She's model, like a model like influencer yeah and then dave batista kate hudson is, actually is yeah right with her clothing line like and then how about Dave Batista being a Twitch streamer? A Twitch streamer, but also like one of those like alpha male yeah. only eats meat. I always like have a gun mind. on me because you never know fucking I'm idiots who me. lives with his mother. By the way, his mother in this movie was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were trying to do the box, they're all on like FaceTime. She's like, it's a compass. <laughs> it's north. Oh, it's great. a compass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Uh, looking at it. Yeah. That but Jack- just show you how dumb like all of them are, you know? Uh, yeah, no, true. Like they're for for sure all all dumb. Now, my, one of my questions I had is, so they do these retreats, and he's like, I he has like his five best friends, but then he allows like two of them to have like a plus one. So like Drax got to bring his girlfriend, and well, he was he was banging her. He was banging her, but Kate Hudson yeah. gets to bring her assistant, who I love. Yeah, Jennifer Henwick's one of my favorites, but like, is it just yeah, Jessica Henwick, um, Colleen Wing, Jessica Colleen Henwick, Wing. yeah. Um, why did she get to go? Maybe because she just needs that person with her all the time. It's just understood that like she just needs that person with her just to function. Like, because there are people who do like they just need that to like fucking function. Yeah, I guess. I feel like again, it was like Ed Norton. It would have been much more of a surprise if he had nothing to do with it, right? Like, like because he's inviting him to his island and it's like the whole thing. But like, he's clearly the one. And like they let you know early on, there's a few things early on. Like he is pretty dumb. Like right, like you could pick up on it. And like I watched it, I just always have like the subtitles on for some reason. And so like it is we're even, that we're that old now. So you just we're that old, to, and we yeah. have kids. So sometimes you're watching shit quiet mm-hmm. and like whatever. So I have the subtitles on. So it was even more like um, noticeable that he was using words that were either not words or he was using words wrong because you hear it and yeah. you see it and you're like the fuck this guy's a moron and the like, huge pet peeve of mine by the way yeah oh i bet yeah you could fucking you're driving nuts yeah and then, he, and then he kills drax with pineapple juice like so drax is so allergic to pineapples apparently one sip of a pineapple juice he's dead yeah so, all right fair enough i did like uh hugh grant pops up as uh benoit blanc's uh partner or boyfriend or whatever so that was yeah, pretty good that was good a little hugh, hugh grant cameo um do you want to see more i think there already is a knives out three coming out right or a, whatever they want to call it yeah um Are you interested I, in that yeah i mean i think for all i mean we're kind of shitting on it right now but at the end of like for me I love the satirical satirical aspect of it. I think there's mm-hmm. a way to do this. And again, I don't know better. So like, don't come for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know better. But there is a way to do this. Might. And again, I love Benoit Blanc as a side character. I like that he's involved, but I don't like him so involved. But not like over the top. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in the first one, he was kind of at the house to kind of figure out what happened. But then the other players kind of stepped in front 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like Tim Curry in Clue. Like he's all the shit's going around on around him. Yeah. You know, and he's the one who's kind of trying to like figure it out. Right. If that oh, makes okay. any sense. Movie's so good. And they yeah. reference it big time in this. Well, they reference the board game. And I love uh, Benoit yeah. Blanc fucking hates Clue. Yeah. He's like, like that's the, that was my favorite running joke. Like, yeah. fucking he's like, I'm, I'm bad at dumb stuff. He's like, there's too many things. And he's like, I got to check all these boxes and do that. And then meanwhile, Janelle Monet's character legit has a little box that's like opportunity motive. And she's doing X, X, X and all of yeah. this. She's, she's legit playing Clue. And mm-hmm. she was also, by the way, like as somebody who wasn't really sure, not a part of that world, she adapted pretty easily to it. Like she, she's a, a school teacher from Alabama, and then yeah. she goes in disguise as her sister, meets all these people that she actually doesn't know, but has to pretend that she does know, and was able to gather intel on every single one of them in like two hours. Like, all right, right, and then somehow was- wound up getting shot. Yeah, so it gets stopped with a get stopped with a journal. I'm glad you brought that up. So. Yeah. I feel like you need to pick one or the other. You can't write in a twin and have somebody get shot in the chest and there has like a little journal there. It's like yeah. one you can do one. You can't do both. Like she should have been shot and killed, but she she wasn't. And then the other thing which threw me off was she goes through and just is like smashing glass. I thought the glass was gonna like lead to something, but then she like starts the fire and then she takes like the invention, throws that in there, blows it up. Nobody dies. And I think I thought they were all gonna die. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. No, nope, they're all alive. If you if you if you follow the thread I'm following, like I saw this movie in the terms of like, he's even gonna get away with it. Oh like what's it like it doesn't matter. That would have been pretty good. Yeah, after like, you and burned, I think after I think that, the yeah, I th- and again, what she says to him at the end is like, you finally, now you're going to be in the same fucking breath as the Mona Lisa. Cause you're, you're the guy who fucking ruined it. Yeah. With your big technology. She right. doesn't say you're going to go to jail. She doesn't say you're going down for mur- murdered two people or tried to right? Murdered, yeah. Well, murdered what? two people, maybe three. Well, two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. And two. then you're like, you're, that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because you know what I mean? Like that. I know you're not going to go to jail, but yeah. I took away from you. Like I, the thing that matters, it's not your freedom because yeah. that's not in question. It's the fact your legacy, this idea of that, like how you're going to be remembered. Like I fucked that big time. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, so. No, no. I mean, which is more important to him than obviously right. anything else. Um, did you know that the uh, clock that does the hourly dong was voiced by someone? Who was it? Joseph Gordon Levitt makes sense he apparently did the gong there was also that one scene where they do the quick uh when benoit blanc is doing like the little uh zoom chat with with angela lansbury kareem abdul jabbar and natasha leone it's like what is this (laughs) somebody else too i think but those are the ones i remembered like oh it was uh who was it it was like a writer or someone like that i think it was like a. um, might have been yeah Yeah, uh, but to me i mean that's just you know he's bored i'd be like covid bored He's, he, but he's like losing his mind because he doesn't have a case and he's at home and that's what he's taking baths all the time he's on zoom yeah. like i get but i'm like yeah that was a good joke two years ago like i feel like they missed their window for it yeah, kind of uh right. the serena williams thing was kind of random where they popped her in and she's like he pays for her to teach classes but like nobody's even taking the classes she's like anybody she's wanna, just sitting there somebody want a class they're like no we're good and what did she say like it's your money shit yeah, she's like fine we gotta do shit <laughs> yeah now, my question is because at the end of this movie, uh, Janelle Monet's character, Helen, is sitting with Blanc. 
I don't know if this is even out there yet, but if they make a, a glass onion or a, a knives out three, do you think they're gonna bring her back as well? Because she's like in like a cameo. I think it's gonna be like a or she works for him now. I was gonna say because she seems like a de- fucking detective now. Yeah, I, I see her being like associated with Benoit Blanc. And by the way, Cassandra and Helen were the two most significant female characters in the Iliad. Just want to throw that out there for you wow that's a pull and a half right so there, andy right. and helen or even the romans and greeks mm-hmm. right. so just bad. a little Ooh. little classical reference there good call by jordan can we talk about how much i want to try jeremy renner's small batch hot sauce you and you and me both my my brother I you do, and me sure. both now by the way jason's also right in the chat hot sauce does not look like blood which they uh, depend- yeah there is that like really dark hot sauce that I stay away from. I just, I, even if it's not that hot, like the darker the hot sauce to me, the more scary it is. How hot a hot sauce do you like? I don't, I, if, if I can't taste the food, I don't want it. Yeah, no, that's not ideal. Like I like it hot, but you're like, at some point you want to be able to actually enjoy the meal. And yeah. by the way, not to get crass, cause that's not what we do mm-hmm. in the podcast. We don't do that. But I would say 99 times out of 100, it's hotter out than in. And that's yeah. a real problem for me. I'm going to tell you like this. I The hottest hot wings I've ever had in my life was at a place in Connecticut. And they actually had it on the menu. Like, if you order this, you can't send it back. Because <laughs> apparently that was it. It's like people take a bite and be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it, I was eating it with this guy. And like I wound up um, later after the dinner i had one or two wings and it was like again like you you know you like like you breathe it and you're like holy shit like when you like breathe it Once. in yeah my and eyes like, started to water water does nothing yeah so i had like one and a half wings uh-huh. and I, I later on in the evening i may have been overserved, um and i wound up throwing it up not good not good puked it up oh yeah, not good hot not fire good. mouth yeah. that's not nope. good so anything if it adds to the flavor, I like it. If it takes any in any way deters from the flavor, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's like a sweet spot to me because it's like I, I my favorite food probably is buffalo chicken subs, sandwiches, yeah. wings, tenders, whatever. It's my favorite flavor. But there's like a sweet spot where it's like not hot enough and then it's too hot. Like I need it like right in the fucking middle where I yep. can taste it. And you're like, oh, that's got zip. But it doesn't slow you down and you're not like sucking on ice cubes like not to get too down this rabbit hole but like you think of something like um like that show hot ones like at yeah. some point i'll be like just fucking pour it on my tongue like it doesn't matter like me yeah. eating it eating a chicken wing doesn't matter no, like I'm not, i can't even taste it you're, you're wasting the wing is what you, exactly. you're trying to make me uncomfortable you're wasting the wing oh one guy we didn't mention in the film was uh daryl who was just on oh. there. This was decent comedy because they were just like, it's just us. There's nobody else here. He's like walking by with a box of Coronas. And he's just like, I'm not here. Don't worry about me. I'm and not like, here. Oh, that's Daryl. He he needed to go like, through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he was got there. some things going on. Yeah, he's just here. And so he was kind of hanging out a little bit. So, yeah. So I loved his room. I As soon as like it was like the wood paneling with like the brown leather. It was like the 70s vibe. I'm like, I fucking love that room. Whatever yeah. chakra that is. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jessica Henwick's had a pretty good uh, run recently. So she went from the Matrix Resurrections to the Gray Man, which wasn't bad with Evans and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate that movie. I like that movie more than this Steve, movie. Any of these moves, fuck. Not a bad line. Not a bad. <laughs> it's a terrible line. 
It's a pretty great line. Now, do you think they bring her back in the MCU? They have to, right? I mean, they they don't they don't have to. They can they can pick and choose what they bring over from Netflix. Well, somebody, I heard a uh, birdie saying that Iron Fist is going to be in the new Daredevil series. Motherfucker, what? Uh huh. That's By the way, the, big, the biggest shocker ever was that Iron Fist season two, pretty good. Not bad. It was not bad. Not bad. The first one was a pile of trash. Oh, so bad. Second one, though. Second one. That's I awesome. dare I say, I kind of liked it. And she probably because of her. A large part. Jessica Henwick. Keep now, an I, eye I mean, again, I, I, I lament the fact that people don't understand that Kung Fu and Japanese katanas are two from com- completely different countries. No. We'll table that. Suspension of disbelief, you know, just yeah. the Americans being stupid. But yeah. we're not here to educate everybody, right? Yeah. We're, here to, yeah. <laughs> we're here to just fucking do uh-huh. what we do. But yeah, so there you go. Knives out. So yeah, between a three and a half and a four, I guess I'd go like probably the best three and a half. Davy's going with a four and a half. I'm going with a four and a half. I liked it more than you. I thought yeah. there were some re- there more redeeming qualities to it than you did, and I'm but comfortable with that. But here's the thing, like that next movie. Yeah, so the which redeemable characters did you like? Uh, I liked Janelle. I liked uh, Andy, and, Andy and uh, Helen. Um, yeah. I I thought the girl who played Whiskey. Yep. Uh, Batista's girlfriend was good. Yeah, that um, she I is... kind of like sneaky. I thought I thought Kate Hudson was really good in this. I yeah, really I mean, she was good at what she was supposed to be doing. Yes, that's for sure. She was she was good at that. But like, I also. It was one of those movies where um, if any character died, I would have been like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Ah, I want, like, I like that character. Like, like not, for me anyway, there wasn't enough of them. Uh, with all that said, though, like if they make a third one, like I'll definitely see it. Like I'm going to watch the third one. I, But it's, it seems to me like they're, they're trying to make it a whodunit, but they haven't fully, fully grasped that just yet. Uh, um, yeah. Yes, I would love if you're going to invite me to anything. I'm writing. I'm looking at my notes right now. I require that level of invitation. Oh, I should send you a fucking box invitation for my daughter's fourth birthday party. Where it's like summer. a magic eye photo, which goes into like a like several. You cross your eyes. And then yeah. You gotta slap it. You gotta just uh, password. Do a tic tac toe. I'm reading through this thing. I'm like the journals. Like I said, we're lazy. Yep. Um, and the jump, the the jump, the time jump slash twist came at the fucking wrong time. Yeah, I agree. Like in the middle of the movie, like that's like. Fox. Do you ever hear the pitch? And I'm I'm again rabbit holing the pitch that Queen gave Sasha Baron. Remember Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play Freddie Mercury. Yes. And do you ever hear the pitch they gave to him? Uh, I can't <laughs> Why have, he didn't do it? Couldn't have been very good. They wanted Freddie Mercury to die halfway through the movie and then have the second half of the movie be like what the rest of Queen did. Oh, after. because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like all the guys that are left in Queen wanted to be like a real Queen movie and not a Freddie right. Mercury and he's like, there. no one's gonna want to see that movie. And they're like, Well, that's what we want to do. And he's like, Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, not doing that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not dying halfway through the movie. They're like, yeah. I'll give you a million dollars if you can name somebody other than Freddie Mercury in Queen. <laughs> exactly. I Brian, it. I play it's Brian May, but whatever. All right, that's well, fair enough. Like yeah, saying, I I don't have a million dollars, so the, yeah. the, 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 the void, <laughs> that's a void. Um, all right, what name a few actors or actresses that you would like to see in an Ooh. ensemble for the third Knives Out movie? Because you know what, if, 
when I first yeah. saw the um I think it's I think her name is actually let me look it up here. Madeline Klein played whiskey at very first glance when she got I thought it was Sydney Sweeney. And I was like, well, Sydney Sweeney was already in White Lotus, but I feel like I know that's one of your Steelers smooches. No, but there's a dead, there's a dead giveaway there that you would have. Well, yeah, no, I face, I because I, I work top down. <laughs> I don't go middle up. I go top down. Uh, let's see. Who would I love to see? I'll start. Michael yep. B. Jordan. Okay. That I'll ends throw. the list. That ends the list. Yeah, I got nobody else. What about Zoe Saldana? Uh, yes, she'd be excellent in one of these. Absolutely, yep. she, she would be. be excellent. Uh, what about? We need someone who's like who's <laughs> done a lot, <laughs> who's done a lot of things. So you, you, the other thing that sucks too is like you drop all these celebrity names. Now you can't put them in the movie. No, they're out. You can't put Runner or Leto. You can't put them in there. Um, Kate Blanchett. Yes, I like that. Kate Blanchett and Kate Winslet. I'd put them both in. Ooh, I would love I would love to see this next one set in London. Okay. So you know who you need you know, what the fuck? Now I don't know if something bad happened to this guy. You know who I haven't seen in a while who at one point was one of my six favorite actors? Mm-hmm. Clive Owen. Yeah. What's he been what up to? What happened to Clive Owen? Is everything all right with Clive Owen? Let's probably look that up before I go on. What is going on with Clive Owen? Right he might now? not be well. Let's see. Clive Owen. You know who I need to see more dramatic um, work from? Who's that? Brie Larson. I'd put Brie Larson in this. I'd put Brie Larson in this for sure. And here's another one. Clive Owen knows on a fucking heater right now who I'd love to see be in the next Knives Out set in London. Who's that? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell uh, renaissance of, of sorts. Yeah, the feral sons. Feral sons. <laughs> Ooh, Hash King says Zendaya. I think Zendaya is a little too hot right now. Too hot. So you're too trying hot. to resurrect some people. You're not trying to like use these people as a as a rocket ship. Well, now I'm on my British kick. Now you want British people? I'm telling. Oh, well, your guy Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is the greatest actor of our or any generation. Right. Like that's a fucking cast. So. We just we nailed it. Gary Oldman, Clive Owen, Michael Brie Larson. Gordon, Brie Larson. Give me some Downey Jr. in there too. Fuck it. Mm. Too much. Too much. We flew past the sun. What if yep. Knives Out Three kickstarts <laughs> the the back nine, the ending of the career of one Johnny Depp? Oh, you're calling for a bring back Johnny Depp? A Deppesance. <laughs> you might want to just stay away from the. You don't know what's gonna. He's pop all right. Up. He's all Big right. He's do nothing. <laughs> he drinks a little too much, but yeah, who doesn't? Who amongst you know? us? So you want Johnny Depp in the next movie? Here's one. Okay, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in Knives Out Three. Which do you assume they're gonna call Knives it? Out Three? Full Tang. Full Tang. Or do they call it Season of the Witch? No, it's Full Tang. Full Tang. Because knives tang. I think that's what we should call the Rich Keefe show coming out. Full tang. Everyone's like, what the fuck is full tang? <laughs> well, if I had to explain it to you, you couldn't afford it. <laughs> Ooh, how about uh Ricky Gervais? That's a Jason suggestion. You know, 
he can act his ass. If you've seen Afterlife, if you've seen Derek, if you've seen yeah. any of the stuff he does on Netflix, dude, he's fucking good. Like he's Afterlife good. is just fucking good. And you know, like this this movie was clearly, as you said before, was going for some laughs and got a couple missed on a lot of them. If you have Ricky Gervais, you're gonna fucking hit him. And if you have <laughs> Clive Owen and Kate Blanchett. No, I'm going through like but... the <laughs> Oh, yeah, Billy. Harold shit mom. Yeah. <laughs> Billy the con. Yeah. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I watch that once a week. If I'm having a bad day, I'll just watch that. Uh, I used to have I fucking think I did got Did you have it. it on the board? I think I did. I think I got rid of it. Ah, oh, fuck. What? Do I have it? No, I don't I... think I do. Because it was so it was so niche, like some of the Brian Gittin stuff. Oh, I have two that I don't even know what the sounds are. What is this one? Oh boy. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh my god, dude, this is an MMA fight, dude. You twist much. that dick! Twist his dick! Twist his dick! Oh my god. Oh my god. dick twist! <laughs> I can tell you on my bucket list of things to do, I would drop dead if this happened. If I ever made Ricky Gervais laugh that hard like he laughs like he has that super high pitch laugh that he does if i ever got him to do that i could die happy yeah that's pretty impressive that guy apparently made him laugh like that all the time <laughs> oh my god all right so there you go there you go we just casted knives out three hopefully they listen to us on that oh. what what's the what's the right number by the way like you're thinking of like clue and like some of these other ones nine Eight? Not eight or nine, yeah. Nine. Give me a good niftet. <laughs> okay, give me a good niftet. <laughs> if anyone can tell me what movie reference I just made with that, I will send you a handwritten note. You can't. This that is such a deep Ryan Davy pull. I'm sure there's one person who'll get it, but that's a deep fucking pull. Five I'll tell you off there. Five goes west? No, it's not Five goes west. Uh, all right, Urban Legend two. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> all right, all right. So that'll 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 do it. Uh, right. Actually, you know, before we get to that, let's get to this. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal. I will take the ball. I feel like I've been deferring too much. And right. this one, if you liked brainless fucking comedy, now this is eight episodes. All of them range between 20 and 30 minutes. It is You are in and out with this show. Um, there is a show on Netflix called Chad and JT Go Deep. It is fucking hysterical. And like I'm picking up some new phrases now. Yeah. Basically, if you, they had a YouTube thing. They became YouTube famous when they started going to like Southern California, like city council meetings and requesting all of these things. Okay. And they've, they've given these guys a show. So one, they, they love the fast and the furious and they quote it and they, but it, <laughs> but they, they're making fun of these Maybe people not. with like these Southern California accents while also talking to these people from Southern California with the same accents. So they wanted to erect a statue of Paul Walker. Because he was oh, so sick. I've heard about You've this. You've seen but, that, right? So, like, yeah, yeah. it's those guys, but it's like they gave him a show. Got it. Give it a while. It'll take you, you know, a couple hours. You're All done. Right. So funny. Chad and JT go deep. And the guy's name is Chad Kroger, like from Nickelback. 
<laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah, man. Very much. Uh, I have a comic book. Come on. I have a comic book for you. I'm going with... Uh, so the guys from TLDR, Dr. Joe told me about this one. It's called that Texas blood. It's a, it's an image comic. It, I think the first two volumes of it, Rye are on hoopla. Okay. And I loved it now. And the third volume, Dr. Joe told me is even better than the first two. So I'm like, hold on, hold on a second. I gotta sit down. And if that's the case, I read the first two volumes, which is like 12 issues or whatever. And, um, Here's a brief synopsis. It says, after an explosive confrontation over a casserole dish, Joe Bob Coates begins to question his effectiveness as sheriff of Ambrose County, Texas. Matters only get worse as Los Angeles-based writer Randy Terrell returns home following the sudden and mysterious death of his brother, causing a spiral down into a past filled with treachery and blood. How about an, an, a whodunit? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good. It's it's and pretty. Who, who among us has not gotten into a fist fight with a family member over sure. a casserole? <laughs> Happens more than you know. More than you know. <laughs> Fix you some skitty. <laughs> who gets up two thirty in the morning and fixes himself some skitty? <laughs> uh, one of the best. Next week, right? What do you say? Uh, twenty twenty three movies. Should we take a look at the films? Let's do it. Let's do the most anticipated. We'll come down with it. Yep. We'll have a list. Also, by the way, uh, our guy Jordan, at some point, will have the year in review. So you can listen to the 2022 year in review at some point. I'm not sure when we're going to post that. He's in the but chat next- right now. So if you could kindly, you know, get your thumb out of your ass. Don't say that about Jordan. He puts in a lot do of do it for work. free. Like we asked. <laughs> oh, speaking of doing it free, like we asked, yeah. <laughs> which is really the name of our game. We have had a uh, a member of the Dork audience volunteer. Let me just double check here. Volunteer Andrew has volunteered himself to go back and listen to all the episodes and get an official Stones scale score like thing. So we have a full list of all the fucking things that we've ever rated. He's Holy gonna do shit. It. He says he's going to do it. All says right. That's a lot. It's a big endeavor. That's a lot of that's 330 episodes worth of bullshit. You got to shit. Like he was asking me, he's like, where are all of them? I'm like, dude, you don't have to do all of them. I'm like, but I'm like, all the EEI ones are on like uh-huh. Apple pod or whatever. And like YouTube goes back a ways, but like, don't worry about the old ones. Cause by the way, the old ones, I think I, uh, I think I gave suicide squad a four. The first time we saw yeah. suicide squad. So you can skip that. You don't have to go. You don't have to go I would be, I would be more interested. The, the, yeah. the double sixes. Like what Double six is, yeah. I I've definitely been a harder critic before. Like two years, three four years ago, I would have given this movie like a four and a half, and just been mm-hmm. like, ah, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. Now I'm like, you know what? We got to give lower scores to really reward the ones I fucking really really like. Yeah, at least that's how I view it. So anyway, that's that. So next week, uh, at some point, we'll have the year in review. And thanks again to Jordan for putting that out. Uh, and then, and by the way, you can follow Jordan at J s roy seven on twitter uh and then we'll have 2023 movies and so we'll do that monday night because i'm not working monday night but soon i don't know if people have heard but i'm going to be moving to nights not my choice but what i'm doing and so we won't be recording on monday nights uh so we'll figure out another probably sunday nights and then maybe we'll do bonus dork content 
on the actual radio, and maybe Dave will be with us on on Friday nights at some point or something like that. Don't but wreck next, me with a good time. Don't you dare. Next Monday, though, we will be here, and then we can sort of talk about where we're going from here. So that's that's kind of that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Dork Podcast. That all remains the same. And Ryan, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What did you say? I said you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really.